Welcome to Season 2 of A New Voice of Freedom, the podcast taken from the four volumes In Defense of Christianity, written by Ronald Keith Messer and available on Amazon, are now broadcast on weekdays. Podcast 8 of Season 2 is entitled, Our God is a Consuming Fire. Ron, we have been talking about the difference between idol worship and the worship of God. Would you please describe the difference? The hallmark of idol worship is the complete marriage of church and state. The chief high priests were the rulers and had power over life and death and chose who should be sacrificed. They did not tolerate heresy. There is an enormous difference between the worship of idols and the worship of Jehovah, between the fear of idols and the fear of God. Paul The inimitable spokesman for early Christianity captures that difference. Linda, would you please read Hebrews 12, 23-29? But ye are come unto Mount Zion, and unto the city of the living God, the heavenly Jerusalem, and to an innumerable company of angels, to the general assembly and church of the firstborn, which are written in heaven, and to God the judge of all, and to the spirits of just men made perfect. Wherefore? We, receiving a kingdom which cannot be moved, let us have grace, whereby we may serve God acceptably with reverence and godly fear. For our God is a consuming fire. What do you think reverence and godly fear mean? Merriam-Webster records that reverence implies profound respect mingled with love, devotion, and awe. Godly fear is connected to reverence. Godly fear comes through understanding the true nature of God, that He is omnipotent and omniscient, all-powerful and all-knowing. One could not have reverence without godly fear. Ah is an apt synonym for godly fear, but what does Paul mean when he says God is a consuming fire? Fire, of course, is a symbol of purity, cleanliness, sanctification, and holiness. Speaking through his prophet Isaiah, the Lord said, Behold, I have refined thee, but not with silver. I have chosen thee in the furnace of affliction. God purifies and sanctifies us that we might live in his presence. Anciently, idols were used to instill fear and blind obedience. People could carve images of idols out of wood, stone, silver, brass, or gold, and take them home with them, which extended the power of the idol. Idol worship became big business, and priests who had access to the inner chambers of idols were thought to have special privileges from the gods. Therefore, they became powerful political leaders. Idols which had no human feelings intimidated people into worship through fear. Christ, on the other hand, becomes a personal God. He invites everyone to come unto him. In Matthew 11 we read, Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you, and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart, and ye shall find rest unto your souls, for my yoke is easy, and my burden light. In Revelation 22 we read, And the Spirit and the Bride say, Come, and let him that heareth say, Come, and let him that is a thirst come, and whosoever will, let him take the water of life freely. Idols intimidate those who worship them. Christ empowers those who worship him. Idols were creations of man, 
We are children of God. As Paul says in Romans 8, And if children, then heirs, heirs of God, and joined heirs with Christ, if so be that we suffer with him, that we may be also glorified together. Idols were approached with fear. God is approached with love. In approaching God, Jesus taught us to say, Our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Godly fear means profound respect mingled with love, devotion, and awe. We invite all to come to Christ. In Paul's words, Wherefore, we receiving a kingdom which cannot be moved, let us have grace, whereby we may serve God acceptably with reverence and godly fear. For our God is a consuming fire. Thank you for listening. Watch for our next podcast. In Defense of Christianity is available at RonaldMesser.com.